do you feel overwhelmed by the gigantic nature of the goal in front of you fear not we got you hello everyone this is shan and welcome to the brain cage podcast whether you are working on your health and fitness healing and growth spiritual development wealth creation and what not the mountains can differ but the principles of the climb remain the same and luckily to guide us on our ascent we have with us heidi octra life to her is a one big spiritual quest she's a holistic coach a teacher in the truer sense of the word but what makes her incredible is she's that rare person just coming under her radar is the initiation in transformation she has been through it all understands what it takes and delights in helping others on their chosen paths i'm proud and honored to call her one of my best friend and this is our exploration into what she calls small steps lead to big things enjoy the episode i wanted to like start this conversation with a little bit of self reflection on your part like kind of in a way to register what happened on the record and what lessons you learned so what okay. transpired uh, since you were here <laughs> what happened so many things <laughs> yeah to so whatever extent we can obviously we can't tell the full story yeah so the last time we talked i had gone through some experiences um at the beginning of the pandemic with with loss and had discovered that i had created this very strong internal foundation we talked about that last time and i thought like that was it that was the test and that was not the test that was a test and then there was i just went through kind of what i feel like was a big opportunity to really experience that again on an even deeper level so I went through a personal family crisis, a mental health crisis in my family that was very dramatic and impactful and lost a relationship and then lost my house. I had a house fire and lost most of my possessions and then was laid off of my job a week later. So within a 6 week period all of these major life events happened. and all very stressful life events in, including a lot of loss and it was overwhelming it was traumatic and i observed myself going through the trauma process of shock and ex, you know resistance acceptance and recovery and still in that recovery phase but i was able to apply a lot of the things that i had intentionally learned from that previous experience of going through all those losses in 2020. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the experience. <laughs> It's very intense and It's kind of like all your knowledge and learning from so many years like came to a kind of a test. Right. It was almost like those first experiences were created insight in me mm. in the work i'd already done and then this was a very big test like okay can you truly put that insight into practice now and i feel like i did an okay job i i really did i i think the key part of it was not seeing it as positive or negative like these seemed like overwhelmingly negative experiences they did not feel good and i was able to hold that perspective that this this isn't good or bad these are things changing and mm. if i can stay open to the possibilities that might be coming in behind this big change um things that could get my life 
in a better place. Let's just stay open and see what happens. It was that kind of attitude. Let's just, let's see what happens on the other side of this. And yeah, yeah that was kind of the perspective that I took. With, with the help of people around me, yourself included, you know, you talked with me a lot dur- during those changes and, um, and some key friends and family really helped me, so su- helped support me through that too. Yeah, I think the big, big factor was what you said, like not looking at it in a negative or even a positive way, not like thinking positive and not thinking negative, just seeing it for what it is and kind of being patient and waiting for what we are moving towards because as you you have said like good thing bad thing who knows right so yeah it was not determining beforehand what the outcome of this was going to uh, be yeah i accepted it didn't see it as good or bad and allowed my feelings i think what you're one thing you you are kind of pointing to is there's a way if i was going through that and i was like i have to see this as positive that's too much pressure. I wouldn't have allowed myself to feel sad, um, to feel overwhelmed, to just allow everything that was coming up to come up. I did allow a lot of feelings, um, fear, anxiety, sadness, grief. I just, I didn't do some things that I might've done in the past, like tell myself a story about what it meant. Uh, Mm. This means that things are going wrong means that I've done something wrong because I ended up here. Um, things are falling apart and they were falling so apart, but yeah, yeah but, it, but it wasn't like, I don't know what this means. I think I tried to stay in like, I don't, I don't really know mm. what this means, but for me, it was so many things at once that I was like, this can't be a mistake. This, this right. is too many things. It can't be a mistake. This is not, this is happening. I don't really want to say this is happening for a reason because yeah. it sounds like there's some, you know, organized plan of some kind, <laughs> which maybe <laughs> is true. You know, maybe God has a plan for me, that kind of thing, which is okay. But it was, it was a little beyond that. Even it was like, this is meaningful yeah. and I don't know what the outcome will be, but I'm going to stay open to see yeah. what happens. Anything can like saying it is happening for a reason can easily be taken by your mind as an excuse to let things happen and not take any action but uh, as we talk like you turn this whole thing again into an kind of an opportunity for self-growth and to get even more anti-fragile as you are to get even more stronger so, right. yeah. yeah it was it was a crazy ride man like, I it was a crazy ride <laughs> it was a roller coaster and again, it didn't feel good, but not being afraid to feel not good. Mm. It's okay to not to feel sad. It's okay to feel loss. Mm. It was pretty intentional and frightening. Frightening. I mean, there were some long nights, you know. Um, but and and when I did. Uh, I felt kind of alone. There were times, I think that's the scariest feeling, that nighttime feeling. I was alone and going through a lot of changes. And I think the scariest thing is like, I'm alone and I'm not okay. That's the fear. It's like, okay, if I allow 
myself to really feel the reality of what's happening right now. Yeah. I feel alone and I feel like things are not okay. And I'm too afraid to feel that feeling. So I'm going to push it away. And some things that I could do instead are have a drink, distract myself, go be with other people. Like these are things that people often do and they're not necessarily very wrong. But instead I was like, no, I'm going to actually really allow the reality of my situation to be fully felt in this moment. I'm alone. Things are happening that I don't like. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen next. And when I really opened up to allow that that was what I was experiencing as reality in that moment, yeah. it came up. I really felt it in my body. I think that's another important part of this is I'm way more in touch with my body and the way emotion moves through my physical body. So just allowing that experience, feeling it, and it passes, it changes almost instantly. It's like this feeling of relief to really allow it, to just really accept that it's happening, feel it. And then there's a peace and grace that came in right behind it yeah. that was so empowering, so grounding, and truly informative. It really felt very informative and transformational to experience that. It was pretty amazing. And I was so, and gratitude. You and I just talked about gratitude, but it was just the sense of being great, not only accepting and allowing, but once I did to be grateful for the experience that I was going through as difficult as it was, I had a lot of moments of deep gratitude and it wasn't mental. It wasn't like I did mentally process it so that I could talk about it and understand mm. it. But, but in a moment, it was not an intellectual process. I tend to very much intellectualize my feelings. Um, I'm very cerebral. Yeah. And I, I really had to learn to process things in other ways, physically, emotionally, purely emotionally, without a story. Mm. Um, those things are helpful. Yeah. I think like it's, it's very instinctive uh, in a way to rationalize things. Or even like in my day-to-day -day life recently, I've started notice and it might be with everyone. Like the most things we do in many of that, they are just to distract ourselves. So I've started asking myself this question. Suppose like I am sitting right here, right? And I picked up my phone. So I opened Instagram for no reason. So I'm like, what is the thing I'm not doing while I'm doing this? what's the thing i'm distracting myself from or what's the emotion or a feeling inside me what i'm if if i will not do this then what will happen what what the things will come inside me or what the things are outside which i have to get done so i think like the mind goes towards distraction and it kind of rationalizes it in the form of like okay we are doing something we are taking action or like it's called it's it, another way it's action faking which i call even in those traumatic situations and all that thinking and rationalizing all that can just be our mind's way to distract ourselves from what's in front of us. Yeah. One thing I noticed myself doing, I've only done it a few times in my life is distracting myself with games. So like solitaire, like an online card game or puzzle of some kind. They're very silly and they're very, I mean, a lot of people do them, Sudoku or right, word right. finds or, you know, those kinds of things. 
Um, there's been three times in my life when I found myself in a period of doing that. And one of those was actually just preceding this whole time of great change. And I think that one of the reasons that I do it is like, I'm trying to put things together. I'm trying to figure out a next step in my life. So I think there are times when we can distract ourselves and it is purely so that we are not dealing with things that we should deal with. And then I think there's times when we use a, a distraction process, maybe to put things together in a different way. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But I heard an interesting thing. On, it was a little clip. It was very old from the 1950s. And it was this man saying, you know, what is the one thing that you are doing or not doing that is genuinely standing in the way of your growth right now or your goal mm. that you have right now? He's like, if you sit down and really think about it, you absolutely know what it is. And you're probably trying to not think about it. And that's very true. Even interestingly, yeah. the person listening to this podcast, <laughs> it might be a one kind of distraction to not do the thing. Okay, I'll just read another self-growth book or I'll just read another, like listen to another personal development kind of podcast and I'll just let that thing which I have to do, let it be for uh, one day more. Right. So, right. Yeah, I, might have, I, I, I might do that too. Many, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get some more information. I'm going to go get some more information that supports this thing I want to do. But there's mm-hmm. times to get information and be inspired. And then there's times to take action. I would even, I would even say information is in the action. That's what I've realized, like doing this podcast and all that. If I'll just sit back and I'll not record any podcast and not make any mistakes and all that, I'll never learn. I'll just keep reading books and like listening to other people's podcasts. But when I do these things and when I'm editing the podcast and all that, I'm just seeing the mistakes I've done, the better question I could have asked, I fumbled here and there and all that. So in that action, there is a lot of learning. Yes. Definitely. Well, I think maybe that's why people don't take action is they're afraid of failure and failure is such, and I think you and I have talked about this before, how important failure is to success. And and you hear this in, in a lot of people who have found success talking about the importance of it. Mm-hmm. You have to go fail so that you can learn, you can change it and you can get better. Nobody comes a master without making mistakes. You don't. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of gets into the small stuff thing, you know. Yeah. How do you climb a mountain? (laughs) This is a right right place to launch into that. You have said doing small things add up to big things. So what do you mean by that, Chris? Yeah, we talked about this in in the last podcast for a little bit. So as a coach, myself being coached and my supporting other people with my coaching, it's really about doing some investigation, doing a little looking, getting some information. And then making a decision to an action step, something I will do that is small. And then I have accountability. I'm either going to report back to somebody who's supporting me, a coach or a therapist or somebody that I've chosen as a accountability partner, or I'm providing that for somebody as a coach. And it's those very small steps that over time create big change. We get very tied to this idea that I will instantly become somebody different. I will have immediate success. And, go, mm. you know, we have all these amazing stories of people who've had overnight success. Right. But I think that really doesn't happen. It's it's very small, gradual steps following opportunities that 
present themselves to us, following up on insights and ideas that we have, inspirations, taking those small steps. I don't know if I'm saying it very well, but yeah, it, it, it culminates in big change over time, I think. So why do you think most people are unable to take those like small, like I think like most people understand what you're saying, like including yeah. myself. But I myself have found in many, many instances, in many aspects, I'm very good. But in many, many instances, I find myself very like kind of in a mental state of paralysis when it comes to taking action. Why do you think like even all this, and we also talked about this earlier, right? That information is not enough. Knowing something is, is not yeah. enough, right? So what stops people? I think thinking that they have to do it all at once. I, I want to lose, you know, people who want to lose weight, for instance, um, they see that end goal that they want. I want to be strong. Or I want to be flexible again, or, um, you know, I want to get this degree. I want to have this new role yeah. that I'm able to do for a job or something like that. And it's so big and we don't, we don't really have a lot of examples. We love examples, at least in the West and in the United States, we love the instant success story. We like the big transformation um, and we just don't have great examples, I think, in some ways of taking those small steps. And so it gets overwhelming. It's like, oh, well, I can't really see how I'm going to get to that end thing or it's going or they start. They start a lot of times people get really inspired and they start and then right. it gets hard because it's not easy and consistency is not easy. Persistence is not always. It's simple. It's very simple very simple, but not easy. Mm. And so we get overwhelmed. We didn't have the big transformation. It didn't happen in three days or one week, you know, and yeah. then also, I, think I don't like, know. I guess I don't know a lot of people. I work with a lot of people taking the small steps. Yeah. So I don't see as much the people who don't do that, but yeah. I have been that person. Like the whole, the, every problem I discuss on this podcast, I have, I have been that person. So I can tell you like what happens in the mind. Okay mind just ignores simplicity simplicity is like it's too simple man <laughs> it can't be that simple it right it can be that simple like you're saying that okay i want to have a suppose i want to have a great physique right so i came to you you just said consistently work out i'm like that's it <laughs> give me some kind of formula give me some interesting complicated stuff so okay i'll go <laughs> that and i'll do that right when we like imagine a scientist so we don't imagine a scientist where he's going and doing two plus two we imagine like he's doing some great algorithm and all that. right some <laughs> complex thing yeah but mostly when you listen to all those people who have done something who are successful in their life they're like just like be persistent work hard show up every day and all that stuff so you're, yeah you're not every day is going to be a great day it's not going to be a big amazing breakthrough all mm -hmm. the time there's just slow steady progress and it is also amazing it's not that there aren't really amazing moments within there and it's not that there aren't oh like using working out as an example like last week there were like two days most of the time, I just have to get through putting my shoes on. If I put my shoes on and go through yeah. the door, I'm going to do it. And it's going to be fine. Once I'm in motion, it's great. But there are some days when I get to the gym and it's like all the way through the first set. I'm like, I 
don't want to do this. Like I do not want to be here. I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. I feel awkward. I feel uncomfortable. And that's kind of, I guess, where will comes in, you know, personal will. And yeah. that's where I have developed this analogy of a mountain. And I use that in everything. Because if I think about like I have to do this workout, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm going, I'm, I'm going to, but when I think about like, okay, we are climbing this mountain and we have to reach the summit and summit can be whatever your goal is. Right. And to reach there, there is no motivation or there is no, like there, obviously you have to develop skills and you have to all that, but in a very, very simple version of that, what you have to do, you have to take the next step. You have to take the next mm-hmm. step. You have to take the next step. And in my own, own journey, I've just found myself just saying in my head, stay strong, keep on climbing, stay strong, keep on climbing. Like I'm just running, stay strong, keep on climbing. I'm in a bad phase, stay strong, keep on like just move, move, <laughs> do something. Yeah. So I think like what you're saying is it's pretty true, but still there are like using this analogy of a mountain, what do you think are the barriers in understanding what I like, what I simply call like, like call like kind of a keep on climbing mindset. What are the barriers in like just taking that next step? One of the barriers, which I know pretty well with have stopped me and stopped many people is our inability to think long-term. We are incapable of think long-term. We just think. I almost argue it is the inability to think short-term. So okay. I think that people get overwhelmed with that long-term goal. That's our first argument, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, there is the long-term thing. Keep the big picture. And also just be in the moment more. Like I'm, it's like, you know, you hear this all the time. It's not the end. It's the journey, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I think that's actually true. I think that, um, going back to the workout analogy those days when I put on my shoes and it wasn't enough I got to the gym and it wasn't enough I still didn't want to do it but I kept doing it it was like okay I'm just gonna do the next set do the next set do the next thing just be here now and like really getting again into my body um part of it was just it was a new workout and I felt uncomfortable and kind of embarrassed I was like am I doing it wrong do I look stupid to the other people in the gym you know, like self-consciousness, you know, whatever it is that's getting in your way, that's making it unpleasant. I was just like, feel it, feel uncomfortable and do it anyway. You and I have talked about this, like the ability to experience discomfort and deal with it, accept it, do it anyway, even with the discomfort, that is a superpower. It is. It's like the key to anti-fragile. It's the key to being a peaceful warrior. I think it's a key to persistence and consistency. It's comfortable. I like it. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. It kind of doesn't matter. I'm doing it anyway because I decided to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I believe it's, it's tied. And this as a coach, I like to help people tie things to their meaning and value. And if they do understand why, what they're doing ties to what is meaningful to them and ties to what they value, that does create the intrinsic motivation they need for myself. I'll just speak for myself. It creates the intrinsic motivation that I need to persist in those moments of discomfort. Makes it meaningful. Like, oh, it's I'm building myself. I'm building myself in this this moment of discomfort. I'm building myself and accepting and enjoying this graceful moment of gratitude. And, you know, 
whatever it is, they're both meaningful and useful to me. What you're essentially saying is like doing all this inner work and as you, what you call this, having this foundation of your values and having this, the big picture where you are going Mm -hmm. after doing all that in day to day basis, don't think that much. That's what I'm understanding. I decided this, just do that. I decided like work, I'll work out. I just work. Don't think that much how, like how hard it will be or how easy it will be. What, why I am doing this? Will I reach that or will I not reach that? So in a daily basis, don't think that much. We have thought what, what we had to think. We have this foundation. We have built all that, but now it's simple. Like keep on climbing. Yeah. It's not easy, but it is simple. You know, I, and I was just thinking as you were saying that, am I goal oriented or experience oriented? And I guess I'm both. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was going to say like, I'm not as goal oriented. I'm, I'm really more experiencing spiritual learning as mm-hmm. a lens. Like that is my okay. lens for all my experiences is spiritual learning. It's my That's highest value. Are you goal oriented so or whether something... experience? Can you like elaborate a little bit on being experience oriented? Yeah. As you were saying that you're like, you know, keep your eye on the prize. And I was like, am I goal oriented or am I just having experiences? But I am like right across the room. I have two whiteboards of very specific goals and outcomes that I want to attain. I want to build this class. I want to do this thing on my YouTube channel. I want to, you know, I have goals and they're explicit goals and I have steps written out to Mm. achieve those goals. So I am goal oriented. In the day-to-day, I have a goal, and because I see life through a lens of spiritual learning, that was something that I kind of discovered as I went through this last difficult bunch of experiences, um, I was like, this has been true my whole life. Like, I feel like everything is a spiritual lesson. I'm here to learn and develop my core self through these experiences of loss, of grace, of gratitude, you know, whatever it is. Um, that's what sustains me in that moment, I think, is understanding that that is my meaning and my purpose and my value. So mm. I do have a goal. But in the moment when it's hard, I'm not motivating myself. with like, come on, go get the thing. I am motivated by, ooh, have this experience and learn from it, I, get, I think. So it's both. Yeah. It's like I've got the long-term goal and in the moment I've got meaning and purpose to keep my effort and action sustained. Yeah, this this reminds me of last year I watched a, a documentary on Netflix uh, on Bill Gates. It's it's called Inside Bill's Brain, I think. Highly okay. recommended. So in that, the line hit me was, he said, it's not about what you get. It's about who you become in the process. Yes. Like it's that. not about the goal. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that summarizes like what you're saying. It does. So Sean, how do you how do you climb a mountain? What do you use for motivation and keep yourself taking small steps? Or do you think small steps really are effective? Recently I've dived deep into this concept of compounding, how everything you do compounds to an exponential gain later on. And what I've realized is that like as humans, we are not hardwired to think in an exponential way. So we think very linearly. And yes, that's the kind of barrier which occurs in this, any kind of any you're uh, chasing or you're moving towards any goal, you're climbing any mountain. This is the barrier that 
i am unable to think that the steps i am taking every step is adding up as you said and they are not adding up in a 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus so it's 3 no 1 plus 1 plus like they say like 2 and 2 2 plus 2 is 5 <laughs> in that kind of way that's exponential right so once i understood this then in my bad days when i was when my brain was wrecked and all that and there is only one tool i developed for myself basically i say to myself in my head when i have decided okay this things need to be done okay this podcast need to be recorded this run has to be done or this mountain has to be climbed and this is the next step i know everything now just 5 4 3 2 1 go 5 4 3 2 1 go so what happens is if i'll allow my brain to think a lot okay so it will come with uh, all sorts of excuses and all sorts of reasons to not to do something so if i just say 5 4 3 2 1 and launch into something so my brain and my mind doesn't have time to ponder upon <laughs> okay so we are taking next step next step so that's how i take next step next step next step and understanding that it is all going to add up and also i think like suppose we are thinking about creating this flourishing world in the future right for ourselves and future generations and all that so i see you me the guest which on the podcast and the listener who is working on whatever the problem whatever issue whatever mountain is climbing or she is climbing i see we are all kind of pebbles small small pebbles kind of falling from top of the mountain so we each are the pebbles and when we come together and we together take action so that's not a linear action that's a exponential action and that exponential action later on when we reach reach the downside of the or we are moving towards the valley so the, those pebbles are converting into kind of a what they call <laughs> landslide right <laughs> okay or using another example that small ice that small little tiny snowball is kind of converting into an avalanche and same thing happens when we start following any kind of habits or uh, doing any kind of thing like each podcast i'm doing people think oh this podcast is not getting that views that got views this got this each podcast i'm doing is adding up so that's the thing like this is the thinking like it's a mindset shift which i had to imbibe and when i imbibed and understood this then taking regular actions then that one step towards the mountain another step another climb that becomes easier because i know it matters i think you're really right about the exponential growth of things you know we we just talked about our previous podcast talking about building a foundation now we're talking about taking these steps to climb a mountain yeah and i think my two experiences that i've talked about on this podcast of like extreme change times of extreme change those are times when like all those individual steps culminated in a tipping point Right. tipping point of understanding tipping point of personal experience where i could clearly see the combined benefit of all the work that i'd done like really change things mm. i might not have experienced that much change or growth yeah. in each individual moment i did it might not have seemed so stellar or like you know sparkly or amazing yeah. in the moment but 
I think, I think that's, I mean, and I, I'm 51 now, but definitely like when I was doing this in my thirties, I believed in what I was doing and I knew that it was helping me grow, but I don't think I really understood until I experienced it. Like, wow, you can make really substantial growth and change doing this. Like it's very real, it's very real. It feels the realest of the real to me now. And it feels more real to me than it even did as I was going through the process. I don't know if yeah. that's, I, these are not clear ideas. These are like literally ideas I've had in the last few weeks. Right. Like, ooh, what am I experiencing? Mm. Like things coming true or things becoming very real in a different way for me in terms of what is possible when you take this kind of journey intentionally, when you are intentional about learning and growth. At, you know, that entrepreneurial mindset or spiritual growth mindset. A lot of people talk about that. And I know that a lot of people who listen to your podcast are interested in they're interested in spiritual growth and or entrepreneurship and like being brave, taking these first steps, like starting your podcast or me taking any steps that I've taken. You do have to kind of have faith. Okay, this is going to take me somewhere. There's a faith component. And then all of a sudden, one day, good things happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But like it be, it's like it reaches that critical mass of podcasts or critical mass of like personal change, critical mass of like I've run this much. I've now come. I don't I don't know what different examples to use, but all of a sudden you just are in this place where you get this perspective like I have made something significant happen for myself here. Yeah. Speaking of tipping points, another barrier and another understanding is we have to imbibe in ourselves there is this rule right 80 20 kind of thing okay mm -hmm. so the effort you're putting in that 80 percent or 90 percent it's gonna pay off in the 10 percent so you have talked about a lot of traits but which one has to have while we are on this mountain so one of the i think like most important trait is endurance if i don't have the ability to endure that 80 or 90 percent then i'll never reach that tipping point of the mountain and at that tipping point there is the summit right yeah <laughs> so yeah that that's tipping true. point just hit me when you said that tipping point. <laughs> <laughs> we had to use this analogy of a mountain right because what what do you call it symbolism <laughs> Symbolism. Mm -hmm. Symbolism. Yeah. And it, the tip of the mountain, the summit could be a tipping point because then you do get that momentum, the downhill momentum, the landslide, like all oh, things are changing. Also, another thing uh, you tapped into is whether it's entrepreneurship or starting a podcast or spiritual growth or physical growth, being a holistic coach, you can maybe understand it better that all these mountains, all these separate mountains, which you're climbing in life, right? There's another, uh, we are not able to think holistically. That's another thing. So how you have trained yourself to think in a very holistic manner? Two things. One, you know, I, I was trained in a holistic framework for coaching that had to do with different ways of knowing. So I think I appreciate the fact that we can, men we have mental linear processing thoughts, goal setting, breaking things into small steps, using willpower to take action, things like that. And then we have, this is all based on Gene Gebser and his philosophy of how consciousness evolved okay. that I learned from my mentor, Dr. Linda Bark. So he had this concept that, that we came from the archaic, all is one, that is a place of 
like complete acceptance and compassion and uh, total unity with the universe, things like that. So that spiritual, you know, like spiritual understanding. Then we have intuitive knowing, gut feelings. It is not linear. It does not make rational sense, but yeah. they're those pings that we get like, Ooh, I think this is important for me. I'm mm. interested in that. Mm. I think I should go do this now instead of that. Even if it doesn't make sense, we get intuitive hits and then symbolic thinking, myth, uh, the mythological. So stories, language, the some, you know, symbols that we use to process and make sense about the world around us. It's our understanding of our roles. Then we have the mental, which I already described this process. And then the integral is putting that all together. That's the holistic framework. You take all these different ways of looking at life. Okay, so I have all those different ways of understanding and processing my experience. So that that's my holistic framework that I use. That's one, one way. But where I think it ties into how do you understand life experience or make decisions from that holistic framework, yeah. that's more experiential. So I'm going to use the example of working out. I started working out a couple of years ago. I did not think of myself as a gym person or, you know, I grew up in a very artistic household. We didn't play sports or exercise or things like that. So I saw that as not really tied to my role, but I, I challenged myself and I went into those spaces, into a gym and started having those experiences because I wanted to be physically healthier and stronger. And what I found was, and that was kind of intuitional, like it wasn't super rational for me. I didn't, I was basically healthy you know, I wasn't overweight or anything, but I just intuitively, I was like, I want that. Like I desire to feel stronger. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I just kind of let what I wanted inform me. But when I went and did it, I noticed huge changes in my career, in my confidence level. It changed right. everything for me in all the other areas of my life because I was engaging in that change on my physical body. So I think it's kind of, that was a very long-winded answer to just say that I think it's experiential. You have to go in and try things and reflect, just pay attention. What else in my life is changing? So I think people have the experience and then they gain faith in the process and then they keep applying it in that exponential way that you described. The more you open yourself up to learning in that holistic way, the more it builds on itself. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, also like the, the trials and tribulations you have went through or I went through or anybody goes through in life, they also, the strength you're gaining or the way you're going through that, those are also adding up. And later on, when you'll be on, for example, when I go for a, a run, right? So I'm like, I've been through hell, man. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> so, so you can just like use maybe trick your mind or something like that but you have become very very strong from your past experiences and that has compounded and now you can use those experiences to get whatever you need to like get done for example you are right now you're climbing this small hill right you have climbed 50 hills now you can go and stand and look at the mount everest and say i've climbed 50 hills what are you okay so that that's that kind of mindset you gain what i've seen from going through a lot of trials and tribulations whatever you want to call it here's a beautiful story of somebody yeah. kind of what we're talking about like climbing a mountain and this this kind of ties back into my interest in like what motivates people or like what is useful to people to follow in terms of self-development 
And there's a woman who, I think I talked about this in our last podcast too. She was interested in like Mesopotamian art and she became the world's expert in Mesopotamian art (laughs) at age 90. She started studying it at age 80, but she spent like a decade just dedicated, fascinated, following it. And then she became this world expert, you know, things, you know, take us to places. Sometimes we know the mountain we're climbing and sometimes we don't, (laughs) but if we follow our desires, our interests, our true curiosities Mm. and, and be consistent, take those small steps, take action. Also, like, let's end this uh, podcast with, there are these negative and positive aspects of these small things adding up to gigantic big things, right? There is not only, we have talked a lot about workout and building a business podcast and so, but there is also the negative. Yes, negative thinking, negative patterns, negative repeated. Yeah, that that's true. Most of them end in death, <laughs> like yeah. bad bad habits. You know, things like that. Bad thinking patterns, negative thinking patterns. That makes me kind of sad. Even, and they also <laughs> compound in a way. They also like add on. Yeah, you can choose to have a life where you don't think that deeply about things. Um, you do what's fast and easy and feels very good. Like fast food, for instance, is salty and fatty and it tastes delicious. It's enjoyable. It's satiating. And so somebody might choose to make that choice over and over again and end up, I don't know. Is it wrong though? I'm kind of trying to really get out of this right wrong. Let's say like, instead of doing what I had done in life, I ate a lot of fast food. I'd become morbidly obese. I couldn't get out of my house anymore. And I was having this kind of limit, more limited life experience. Um, I don't see that many people. I don't connect that deeply. And I watch a lot of TV. Yeah, I don't I even, work from I don't, home. I don't even like this right and wrong thinking. Like but this yeah, I'm of... having a life. I'm learning something. I'm having a life experience. That's a valid life experience. I, I feel like all of life is experiencing itself. That's, it is what it is. That's yeah. a life experience that somebody could choose to have. And and their, their things build up exponentially also. They turn into the life that that all their small choices build, build up to. Yeah, they, basically, sometimes life. they're basically surviving on those burgers and they get so flat and like there is a climb, right? But also you can dig your own grave. So when you are inside that grave, and now you're looking at that mountain. So it becomes even more horrifying because you're eating that burger and it's not right or it's not wrong if you are fully 100% you want to do that. But yeah. most people don't want to do that. But they still do that. That's where this contradiction in action and values comes. So their value is not, their value is health. Their value is to grow. Their value is all that. But they're doing something Last day I was thinking uh, that how to, if we pose this question and I pose this question to myself, like how to live a life where I'm proud of myself. Every day I'm proud of myself. Not my parents are proud of myself, not anybody else in the whole world, but I am proud of myself and I'm in peace. And that's the only one way came into my mind is living in peace total 100% alignment with what my values are. Yeah, it's interesting. I was just trying to think down that pathway that we were describing of making choices that I wouldn't want to personally make. 
But I think what it really comes down to is like, are you leading an examined life or an unexamined life? Mm, Are you mm. really thinking about what your values are and if you're aligned with them or like, are you making any conscious, are you using any kind of intentionality or conscious reflection about what you're doing at all? Mm. I think that's the only life that I think I could possibly think was sort of a tragic life is one that is never really experienced. It's never, Mm. but even that's probably not wrong. I'm just saying there's no very interesting there's no right and wrong but if i have to give advice to myself i'll not say stop doing this i'll not say go do that whatever i'm doing first i'll get out of this rut of right and wrong thinking and after that i'll keep doing that thing but with 100 percent awareness that's it and whatever change is gonna occur it's gonna occur naturally that's why i don't i like coaching and all that blah 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 but i don't like people telling people what no that's exactly it i was thinking when i was thinking of that person who's just like doing things like unhealthy habits or things like that that's why i feel like oh that person would do so well with a really truly good coach who is non-judgmental like what are what are you doing and what is motivating you're doing that and and is it something you really want to do? Is it something you don't want to do? If you want to do it, do it completely. Yeah. If I was to coach somebody who is like, I don't want to work. I want to eat, What you know, like whatever it is, I want to do these unhealthy things. If that is what they truly want, if it motivates them, if it connects them to themselves and that's the experience, the life experience that they want to have, have it, have it, completely have it. But it's that conscious decision and ownership and, and full engagement in whatever it is. I, that's what's fascinating to me about people and the human experience. Yeah, yeah no judgment. There's nothing right or wrong. You know, if somebody's hurting somebody else, that I'd probably intervene on that. But but otherwise, I, I feel like I love to fully hear somebody else's experience. You know, we were talking about like cigarette smoking earlier. Yeah. Like that is a taboo thing people are not supposed to smoke it is bad for you it's socially yeah. unacceptable and things like that but but i love hearing about the things like that that people do in their lives because it's very human like we're always doing things that are questionable maybe to other people or whatever mm. but i love ex- i love accepting the full spectrum of people's life experience I, that's something that i enjoy as a coach yeah like the only way out of right and wrong is obviously we have our own conscience right and it doesn't leaves us alone it it is always do this do that and i don't know from where it has came from but most probably it has came from a little bit from evolution a little bit from society and all that has compounded into this giant conscience in our head which is constantly it keeps telling us this is right this is wrong you are not doing this you have to go do this or not do this so how to live a life of kind of fulfillment or, or peace is personally, I don't follow any rules. I don't follow any regulations or anything. What I follow is my understanding. And another thing, I'm recently, since past few years, I'm trying myself to align with the universe or with the nature. The rules nature has, not the rules humans have made or all that. Okay. 
so nature doesn't has any concept of right and wrong okay nature has this internal intelligence and with that intelligence it works nature doesn't rushes into things nature one step at a time exponential gains that's the thing of the nature that's the whole game yeah that's it <laughs> nature is fully aware that universe is abundant so it's not in anxiety <laughs> it's like we have plenty man <laughs> what's there to be anxious of so the whole concept is basically aligning ourselves with the nature what do you think about that i think that is so true i think that is like the perfect ending to this conversation because yeah. i think when 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 i talk about what's motivating me when i talk about intrinsic value and values and meaning and stuff like that where i'm getting that information from is inside myself mm. through prayer and reflection and i to me that's nature that's me tapping into the universe into the divine order of things into mm. all of the cosmos and nature and all that intuition and, and things like that. I think if people had a greater ability to do that for themselves, yeah. and again, that's why I think a coach helps people do is get that internal information to make action decisions. And it is very general. I don't watch the news either. I've really become more and more disconnected from the overall general culture. And I'm starting to follow just my own information about what I need to do next for myself based on my meaning and values. So I think I think that's very true. I think that's that's great area for further discussion and exploration because yeah. I think that's really true. Yeah. Also, this is I think like it's a perfect place to end this. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful as always. As always, went, as always, we went here and there. We can't <gasps> stick to one topic. That's yeah. what I noticed and. Yeah, it was a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much. Really good. Yes, thank As you. Always. Thank you so much. Until next time, stay strong and keep on climbing. Yes, you too. You have a good weekend. Yeah. Okay. Bye.